0: Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I chat with Sebastian Terry. Best-selling author, top keynote speaker, and founder of 100 Things. Seb talks us through how his mission to help us goal set started and evolved. And through the power of this approach, Seb guides us to having fun creating a life that we are truly in love with and proud of. Hailing from Sydney, Seb now lives in Los Angeles where he dedicates his time to helping individuals, organizations, and anyone who will listen to him, change and evolve via the power of goal setting. I hope this episode inspires you, and as always, pop on over to the Facebook community group to share your thoughts and maybe things that you have on your list. Welcome Seb. Hi, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. It's so nice to connect with you in this way and I'm super excited for people to hear about your work, your passion, what you do um, and to spread that vibe around. I have been following you personally, as I said in the intro, for a really long time and I think that your energy is just infectious. So, so happy to have you here and on this episode today.
1: Oh, no. It's uh, Hey, thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy this stuff. So um, if there's one person who thinks this is uh, beneficial, it's it's a success.
0: Oh, I love that. So let's kick it off with how I always kick off a chat. What is your favourite quote?
1: Oh, I never used to be a quote person, but I keep hearing them lately. One that's top of mind for me uh, from Henry Ford is whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And I love that because it speaks so much to the importance of mindset and how influential our thoughts are.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like it's it's actually huge. And I think that that's probably the biggest thing that will ever stop anyone doing anything or ever help someone starting doing something. So love that quote. Mm,
1: yeah, that's that's it.
0: So talk to us about your work. Um, tell us the story of 100 Things from, you know, how it started to how it's grown into this huge movement.
1: Well, it's it's been 13 years in the making and it it, it certainly has grown a lot bigger than I ever thought it would be. It was only meant to be a personal journey. 100 Things, for those who don't know, its I, I have this list of 100 things that I'm trying to do to be happier in life and, You know that the catalyst for that was a few things. I think, like you know, like a lot of people probably listening, I was a bit lost when I was younger, and I finished high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I went to university. My career advisor told me to go to university, so I got this degree three and a half years later in something. And I remember being at graduation, and I just felt really underwhelmed afterwards.
0: Mm.
1: I felt lost. People around me, you know, they looked to be really happy, but I felt lost. So. There was that. I went travelling overseas, and I suppose kind of the biggest thing that prompted this this new way of thinking and living, if you will, was the loss of a friend, a guy called Chris, who was one of my close childhood friends growing up. And you know, we'd played rugby and surfed together, and had plenty of beers, and went to school together and stuff. And yeah, we. I found out when I was in Canada that he had passed, mm. and I remember my thinking in the time was. If he could do it all again, he's only twenty-four years old. I was twenty-five. I remember thinking, well, if he could do it all again, would he do it the same way, or would he change? And you know, I think death sparks reflection first of you know the, the deceased, and then of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I I came to the conclusion that I don't think he would have changed anything. I think he lived you know in, in a way which just made him really happy. He loved it, he loved his friends, his family, the beaches, the northern beaches of Sydney where we you know grew up uh he loved it and you know rightly or wrongly by anyone else's code he just lived a life that he was happy with and it was far too short but it was a really well lived life i then turned that question on myself and thought well if today was my last could i look back at everything i'd done and say the same thing that i wouldn't change anything and i realized almost instantly that i would change most things i didn't know who i was I don't know. I didn't know like my values. I didn't have any goals. I didn't have a North star. I just didn't know. I wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy or fulfilled. And so uh, it dawned on me that I should get a piece of paper and a pen and write down a bunch of things that I hoped would make me smile more. And that was the beginning of this list of 100 things, a bucket list, I guess, uh, as you know, a lot of people reference it as. So, yeah, there there was that. And the third thing, which is a big catalyst for me is, um, I don't really talk about this this much because it it, it complicates the story a bit. But uh, almost two days, I think it was two days after I wrote my list, I flew to Las Vegas and I married a stranger there. It was number two on my list. And
0: wait, to, you didn't uh, get married, you married, right? Let's just clarify that you didn't get married to some stranger. <laughs> no, I got married. Yeah, oh, you actually got married. Got married.
1: Yeah, it was number two on my list. Number number 20, uh, I can't remember what the other number is, but I have also become an ordained wedding minister and oh, married to that's
0: what that was. I didn't realise you actually married a random person.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shivali, her name was. It didn't work out. It lasted a day. And then... Shockingly
0: I, surprised by that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I flew back to Australia and I actually sort of conformed very quickly back to normality. I didn't know what to do. You know, I had this, I had one thing from my list done essentially and I thought, well... I don't know. Does that make sense? So I just started a business with a friend and two and a half years into that, I realized how unhappy I was again. And I'd lost any kind of excitement about life. I had zero money. I wasn't any happier. And I I broke down crying in the back of a cab one night and I, I just realized how unhappy I was. So I, I went back home. I pulled my list out from my drawer, which I'd forgotten about for a couple of years. And I, I looked at it and I thought, this is what I've got to do. So I uh, that's the point where I actually went and started doing this. And not not to bore everyone, but yeah, it's it's been going for 13 and something years. I've ticked off 76 items on my list, but it's grown very quickly into this thing, which isn't really about me anymore. It's about community. And I'm really lucky. I, it all happened organically, but I get to speak on stages. I get to, you know, I wrote a book about it. I was offered to write a book. I was offered to have my own show. So I actually flew, flew to the US where I live now in LA right now. uh, And uh, I hosted my own show, which was about helping people achieve their goals. And this is what it's become this community of like minded people who are all healthily looking at the things that are important to them, not selfishly, but healthily. And then by doing so, they actually get to help each other out. So it's sort of a conduit for, you know, individual and collective transformation, if you will.
0: I love that, that concept that you didn't really know where this was going to lead you, but you just trusted that what felt intuitively right for you, you followed. And then from that grew this thing that you never even intended or imagined, but is so powerful. And clearly I can just like, I'm looking at you so I can see it in your face, but I'm sure you can hear it in your voice, how connected and inspired to the mission that you are now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I still think the same thing about life. You know, what, what could be more important than feeling good? And I think that's the commonality between all people. We all want to feel good. So then how do you break that down? And I'd suggest that purpose, having meaning in your life, being able to identify goals that really matter to you personally, professionally, within the community. If you're able to strive for those types of goals, things that matter over a long period of time, I think that's how we grow. I think that's how we feel good. And ultimately, I think it's how we connect as well.
0: For sure. Because I guess we're showing up authentically as ourselves and we can only really connect when we are as authentic as possible. But you, know, when we talk th- about things like purpose and goals, sometimes that can feel really overwhelming and big to people. So talk us through some of your 76 tick-offs, your list, mm. because I'm sure not all of them are, you know, mountain moving, big, purposeful things. Some of them might seem on the surface trivial, but have really deep significance for you.
1: I agree. I don't think that asking someone straight up what your purpose is is, is very clever or or I don't really think it gets anyone anywhere. It's all great to say, Well, I'm here to change the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to embody the best version of myself. Which, you know, arguably are, you know, two really lovely things, of course. But yeah, I don't think you have to start there. I think you just start with things that make you smile, things that make you feel good. Uh, my list is a very bizarre, abstract list. And the beauty of you know asking someone what's important to you, what are your goals, is that it's a relative concept. So everyone's goals are different. Goals can be long-term, short-term, simple, complex. They, they could be completely self-centered. They could be completely for other people. The beauty of a list is that you actually get to combine all of those things together. And in that sense, it acts as a, a blueprint to living well in every aspect of your life. So we're talking about physical wellness, mental wellness, professional development, personal development, key relationships, love, so many things. So my list is, you know, if you were to look at it, there's a lot of strange things like, uh, you know, posing nude at an art class, um, which I did, which is freezing. I lived on a deserted island by myself uh, by my uh, for, for, for a week. I did stand-up comedy. I did a, a an Ironman, sort of a long-distance triathlon i delivered a stranger's baby i walked across for i mean it, it sort of goes on and on and it's it's not to say those are the things that anyone else should be doing yeah. certainly it's sort of eye catching i get that you know oh that guy who did that weird thing i get yeah. that but uh yeah no i mean the goals don't have to be world-changing you don't have to cure an illness you, you know we we actually i have an eight-step process that we run people through and organizations and it helps them identify the core aspects of their lives, which we refer to as spokes on your, your wheel of life. And once you've done that, you can then start to look at, well, what are, what are the goals that would strengthen each of these spokes? And so although we think bucket list and a lot of people go, Oh, climbing a mountain,
0: skydiving,
1: doing a marathon, they're all very good pursuits.
0: Yeah. What's that? Running a marathon. That's a big one that is on most people's list. Yeah, for sure. And it, and it's great too, but we find that that's not the
1: most common thing. Like what we're seeing oh, yeah. is when people, when we go, yeah, when we take people through this sort of eight step process, it's a bit of a deep dive. Step one is giving yourself permission. We typically wait for people to give ourselves permission to think yeah. about what we want to do. Reflection is this other thing. That's very important. Reflection happens often uh, after a bad moment, you know, losing someone being diagnosed with something going through a traumatic breakup or professional transition and then we start thinking about, well, hang on, what, what what have I been doing up to this point? You don't have to wait for that bad moment. you can actually really reflect. So once you do that, you start to understand the things that you've done well, the things that you've overlooked, things you'd like to change. And that then leads to of course, you know, goal setting. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's not overly complicated. I, you know, I, I, I hate to kind of project to anyone that this is something that even necessarily needs to have an overly complicated strategy to creating a list, but um, yeah, people just want to be kinder to themselves. People want to back themselves more. People say, I just want to follow a dream. Uh, I, I want to be kinder. I want, I want to have a date night with my husband. I would like to be a mum. I'd like, you know, whatever these things are, they don't have to be this thing that, you know, has to get turned into a movie, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, but your ones are hilarious. So I I kind of want to dig into this maybe the cycle, the thought patterns behind some of them. So sure. why Pose Naked?
1: Uh, well, because I'm very, I'm very scared. Uh, yeah, I'm nice. scared of being naked. Yeah. I think most people are yeah. the assumption by the way, is that I'm not, cause there's a few items on my list that are sort of without clothes, but that's <laughs> no, it's only because it really scares me. So I would argue that getting outside your comfort zone is a really important thing at that moment. We don't know what's around the corner. We're not sure, um, how we're going to navigate the, the unknown. We don't know if we'll be successful. You know, we, we, Physically, we, we sweat, you know, my, my palms are sweaty now doing an interview with you. My heart oh, really. I don't
0: need yeah, to. Yeah, make- because,
1: well, because someone's listening to this and hey, they might think this guy's an idiot, you know, that type of stuff. You have that inner critic, you know, you become, you have self-doubt, you have uh, inhibition suddenly, you're a little bit scared or anxious, but you step into that darkness anyway. And oftentimes when we step into that darkness, we actually realize, huh. I'm out, uh, I'm out i'm out I'm outperforming any sort of thought I had of where I could go I'm better than I thought I was and so it's really important to get nervous all the time which is why that transitions onto my list often so yeah posing nude in an art class had nothing to do with anyone um else but myself trying to conquer this inner fear of being seen naked you know
0: <laughs> delivering someone's baby is this a doctor fantasy that you just never got to play out in real
1: life <laughs> uh, uh, no I I uh I, I mean, that's amazing. It, it's seeing seeing a, a human take its first breath was on my list for sure. Yeah,
0: wow. Well.
1: And, of course, I had to, you know, be, be in a position of um being between the legs of a stranger as oh. she gave birth. And so, you know, even that, the way that all happened was, you know, incredible. It was, it was through an offer from a stranger in Canada. And within 12 hours of meeting her, I had delivered her baby. Um, oh. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever uh Witnessed, I was in tears. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, outrageous.
0: I love that whole concept of just doing something completely out of your realm of normality in order to push the envelope or the edges of not just your capabilities, not just your comfort, but also just your experience. Like we're here to experience so freaking much, and yet we often get so tied to living these lives of, of working specific professions or you know, not ever changing things up or maybe life not turning out the way it should. So even just that in itself is so inspiring that you can get so much just from doing it so differently.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's also not to say that everyone has to be out there doing all these wild things. I I just, I agree with you. I think that experiences are really special. Um, And I I like to see the world and people from, from different perspectives. So I try and do as many different things as possible. Um. You know, I visited an inmate on Death Row, number twelve on my list. And yeah, wow. the reason was is because I I wanted to see what his view on life was, um, having done what he had done and where he was in that moment, in, you know, foreground four levels underground in McAllister, Oklahoma. Ooh. So yeah, I I don't know. I for me, I feel like experiences are um, so crucial in the, in the same way that, you know, other people might be very destination focused. You know, they want to go to Fiji or the top of the mountain. And again, this can all be on the same list, by the way, you could be a bit of everything. Um, but yeah, experiences, getting out of your comfort zone, seeing how you perform and growing from it. Ultimately, I think every time you get out of your comfort zone, you actually grow. Uh, I, I I feel that the the gateway to growth is actually through discomfort, stepping outside of your comfort zone and, you know, not to talk about it too much either, but when you're out there, the only thing you can really control is your, your actions. And if you then do focus entirely on your actions, you'll realize, oh, I'm far more capable than I ever thought I was. And it changes your belief. Your actions change. I mean, the next thing your action changes is the result. The result might be, oh, I was a little bit better than I thought. And your mindset will suddenly be, well, maybe I should try a little harder next time and we'll see. And then that over time, I think, you know, really nurtures and fosters a positive mindset for for growth.
0: Without even trying, if you reflect back to 13 years ago, you know, obviously the intention wasn't to set out to shift your mindset or to strengthen your mindset. But if you had to reflect back, what is the difference between that version of you and this version of you sitting in front of me today?
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many ways of answering that. I think that I'm, I've, I've said it a few times, but I, I really think I'm far more capable as a person yeah. Um, yeah. than I ever thought I was. I was living, you know, very sort of um, I don't know. I, I was just living it, it, as a recluse almost within myself. I just didn't try anything. And the more I tried, I, the more I thought, Oh, I, I should try a bit more, you know? Um, I, I think ultimately though, the, these lists, these goals that we all have, I think they act as a vehicle for us to just get a little closer to understanding who, who we are. Mm. So I, I would say probably, you know, at the core of it, the difference between, you know, me being in front of you now and me being in front of you 13 and a half years ago is that I'm much closer to understanding who I am and I'm much better at acting like myself or not even acting. I'm much better at being myself.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. And what you just said then hit me square that you were living as a recluse within yourself and coming out of even the last three years where all our worlds were really challenging and we had to you know go within and really see what was in there to help us get through that and to adjust to that and change from that and all the things that i think that is such a common experience and even i do
1: it's true you know and and me too in situations it's not to say that i'm perfect of course you know who is but you know the the more we try the 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 better understanding of ourselves we have and and i don't know the more the more experience the more we grow etc so yeah, I still have days where I'm living. I feel like I'm. Oh, I'm not really I'm not being a great version of myself. But at least now I'm aware of what I can be, so it's a lot easier to make you know a change back into that. But um, yeah, how do
0: you, how do you sit though in that moment where you're like, oh, I'm not being all I can be, and I'm feeling a little bit gone within? Like, do you give yourself the grace and space to do that, or do you feel more inclined to push yourself out of it now?
1: Yeah, well I mean look, it's such a good question. I I, I mean, you can't quite see it, but behind me I have this I obviously have my list which is in a book and I've got 24 things left, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I every quarter, so every 3 months, I also go back to the, this eight-step process which which we've developed and I go and have a look at my spokes, you know, there's these core aspects of what I want to do in life. And um you know, I mean if I look around now and actually read them there's you know like there's fi- the finance is is one spoke you know I, I i want to you know be secure at this point by having this amount here that's enough for me um personal development i want to read a couple of books on self therapy and stuff so, which i think is so, so such an interesting concept yeah. um, personal challenge adventure creativity love key relationships um physical health professional development so knowing that i have those there I can afford to have a day where I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I'm really not feeling this today. But knowing that I can just look around and go, okay, cool. Well, tomorrow you can start by doing this thing. It's remarkable. if you By writing down a goal, you're 42% more likely to achieve it is a stat that's out of Harvard, which is pretty incredible. If you then share that goal once, you suddenly become 65% more likely to achieve it. And just to bore you with a third stat, if you then get an accountability buddy, i.e., someone who you can talk to consistently about that one goal, you become 95% more likely to achieve it. So writing down goals is important. Sharing goals is crucial. It actually opens up opportunity for better performance, but also collaboration. And every now and then, of course, you're going to have an off day. But if you don't even, if you have an off day and then you don't know what direction to take the next day, that's where that potentially can spiral.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's where it is. I guess is this is list, it gives you that north point on your compass to be like okay i can rest but i also know where i'm looking to go to next i feel like we could talk for ages and we're going to get you back on to keep delving into some aspects of this but for now where can people find you and start to familiarize themselves with you and your work and all that you have to offer
1: so um, my, my website is sebastianterry.com is my full name Um, 100 things.com is a separate site they'll soon be merged, but on that is this eight step process, which I was talking about earlier, uh, social media at said 100 things. And look, I think that's about
0: it. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Can't wait to chat with you really soon. Again, please go over to the light path community, share your thoughts on this. Um, whether you are familiar with Seb and his work or whether now that you are inspired to dive into it. And as always, sending you so much love and light until we speak again. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo. And I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness and love together in the next episode.